When I crossed that finish line and I hit a time that I've always wanted to hit at the age of 42, like it took me two decades to hit that goal. And I was like, oh my God, like don't, it's not too late. You hear people say that and you're like, whatever. Like, you know, you hear it and you're just like, whatever, not too late, blah, blah. Like, no, legit, I'm like a legit story of, I hit a goal I had that was decades in the making and people told me I couldn't do and my own self-confidence was like, I can't do this, I can't. And I did it. And now I'm like, wait a second. If I can do that, what else can I do? Hi, everyone. Welcome to Community Good, the podcast that shares powerful lessons to help you navigate the life you want. I'm your host, Marnie Andes. In this episode, you'll hear from Brianna Bamer, entrepreneur and elite level athlete, who shares more about running, starting businesses, facing challenges, and hitting goals all with the undercurrent that your health is one of your most valuable assets, body, mind, and spirit. And now, my conversation with Brianna Baber. Thank you, Brianna, for joining me on my podcast. It's it's just actually been fun catching up with you before we started recording. So Same. I just... It's been a pleasure just even knowing you and being able to follow you. And I'm just really excited for the conversation we're going to have today. Oh, thank you, Marty. I really am grateful to be on. So same likewise with you, just following your career and excited to be on your podcast. So, well, it's been fun to watch your journey. And I mean, when I think about it, there's been all kinds of things I've seen from your journey running, which we're Mm going to talk about, but also your journey through entrepreneurship, starting businesses. And I think we're going to get into a little bit of everything, but I'd love for you just to set the stage of, I mean, how did you even get into running and what is sort of your journey on that health path? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, You know, I started running actually like quote unquote late in life for the elite type runners that I see these days. A lot of the runners that I compete against now in older age Um, they started really young and I didn't start until I was in high school. So I, you know, a lot of, a lot of kids will start, you know, middle school, even younger in some of those like club teams and, you know, programs that are at their local schools, but I didn't start until I was in high school. And truthfully at first, so sport has always kind of been a part of my life because um, my dad is a tennis coach, tennis player. And so sport has always been a part. I tried to play tennis. I was terrible. Like I'm just bad at hand-eye coordination. So I kept trying all these sports and I just couldn't make varsity. And I have slightly type A personality. I'm like, if I can't be in varsity, then I don't want to do this. Like I was like, and running as you probably had in school too, was kind of like the cliche, but true, like the punishment, like it's like, go run a lap or, you know, you had the school mile or the gym mile. Um, and I hated it. I literally hated it. And, but my dad really encouraged me to, I couldn't make varsity in tennis, nothing. And it was embarrassing because he was the tennis dude. And, um, he encouraged me to go out for cross country. And I was like, dad, I don't know. And he's like, well, this summer we'll do, we'll do some runs. And so I would run with him and he would kick my butt. Um, and we signed up for a local 5k. And I remember him telling me like, we're going to go warm up. Okay. And then you're going to run. I'm like, warm up. I have to run three miles. Like I, are you kidding me? I'm going to stand at the start and then I'm going to go run. And so I did. And I, not only did I like have a ton of fun, I did quite well. And I also kind of found something that was just like, wow, I, I can do this. And it's amazing when you find something that can give you just a little bit of boost, because to be honest, I was always the ugly duckling kind of kid. Um, 
you know, my, my mom passed away when I was really young, 19 months old. And I was raised by a single father. I was definitely the odd duckling, um, not popular, like didn't have like a ton of like, I was the nerd type a, like get my straight a student in the international baccalaureate program kind of student, um, and running, it was something I could do and it kind of gave me a voice. And so I, it, I really grabbed onto it. It's amazing. It's just like, you have something you're like, wow, I can do this. And people are like, you're good at this. And I, before I knew it, I went, so I went out for the cross country team. My first year I was the number, I got up to the number four runner and then I worked hard over the summer and the next year I was number one. And then I won a state title. And I mean, it's, it's funny, like just sometimes little nuggets of confidence can go a long way. And running became for me, like an outlet, um, both for confidence and for like kind of self-soothing because you, it's just you in the road and it's, it's you against the road in a sense, like there's no one else who can do it for you. You, you have to do it and you get out of it what you put in. Like truly there are no politics in running. Like, you know, it's like, not like you have to play any games to reach a corporate ladder. Like you either, you know, put in the work or you don't and you see the results. So um, so that's kind of how I got into running and it, it has then be- since become just like this piece in my life. Like when I say peace, like actually like, like peaceful thing in my life that whenever I have something, you know, going wrong, it's like, if I can go for a run, if I can just clear my mind and me in the road, you know, um, cause the road's always there for me. So, um, so that's how I kind of got into it. And I don't know, it just has always been a joy for me. So. Right. Well, you shared, it was funny how you shared that, you know, you were always into you know, sports and you were doing those kinds of things. Your dad being tennis yeah. running. Well, see, it was funny. I running did, did feel like a punishment to me. So I was, I was <laughs> in a lot of people every sport <laughs> possible. And then it was like, Oh gosh, so is track the only option in the spring, which was from our small town, what we could do. And so, okay. um, I didn't find that joy, but interestingly enough, as you're talking about that, I did find it when I went to college because we had to do preseason training. I had oh, never run as much as I ran that freshman year in my life. And I, I came to love it so much so that I remember there were just friends of mine who weren't on the basketball team that would want to go out for a walk. And I was like, I don't even think I can walk. Like, I feel like I have to run. I have to run. <laughs> and there's something about that. So I, I mean, obviously you've worked with runners, you've, you've done a number of competitions, which I would love to hear more about, but like it's that runner's high. So I hear that all the time. Yeah. And even on the days that you feel crappy, it's funny how, when you get done most of the time, I mean, you get done and you're like, still glad you did it, you know? And so, um, it's funny. They say it sounds cliche, but that, you know, running and sport and things like that can mimic life, but it really can, because you can be out on a run and feel like absolute garbage. And then all of a sudden feel great or you're out on a run and you just see something. I mean, the other day I was out running, uh, work was really stressful, had a lot of stuff going through my mind. And I come onto this path and this guy's riding his bike and he's like, morning sister, like just super happy, like morning. And I was like, morning, like, oh my gosh, you just made my day. You know, I wouldn't have seen him if I, he was out on his bike enjoying the morning and I was out running and all of a sudden it just lifted me. So it's even little things where it's just like, you're outside, you're out, you know, doing something that in general you enjoy. Um, and those moments, like you can't recreate, just, I, you know, so yeah, there's like a high in so many ways, like the community that you kind of get connected to. I mean, endurance sport has, 
connected me to people I would have never met, um, people that I've been in their weddings and things like that, that, you know, it's like, there's fun communities like that. And I think that's with anything, like if you're a musician or what have you, like you, you find things that help bring more to your life. So that's like, there's this runner's hive when you go out and the exertion, but then there's also all the other things that community can bring to you with those endeavors. So, and of course, just, it's good for you, right? Like to be, to be out and moving, but, um, but I think it's so much more than that sometimes. So. Well, and some of those, I mean, obviously you've been connected to a number of elite people and you yeah. are one of them. I mean, what's, what's been one of your favorite competitions that you've participated in? I, it's, I love the big events. I know some people probably it's like an intimidating thing, but I love like the major marathons and the big championship events. Uh, I, I think because it twofold one, because everyone there is at the top of their game. And so it, it brings, I, I love the challenge of something, right? So if I show up at a championship event, everybody is seemingly in the best shape that they can be. And so they're going to elevate your game. And I just love that. Um, and then I love the supportive atmosphere of all the people cheering for you. I mean, there's nothing if I know some people don't enjoy running, but if there, there's nothing like a major marathon lined with people cheering for you, you feel like you're winning and you're not even winning. <laughs> you know, Like it's just so wonderful. Yeah. And so I love the big championship events. Not that I don't love the, the small, um, local 5k, but I, I, I just, I love the community that's built around these big events. And I would always encourage people, like if they wanted to, to try to do like a major marathon or one of the larger type thing, you don't have to be a, an elite runner to do a major marathon. Um, but it's, it's such an experience. And so those are my favorite. Um, I just did the Berlin marathon and I mean, oh my gosh, there's nothing cooler than number one, people cheering for you the entire way running by historic landmarks and buildings. I mean, just so cool. And I'm like, this is living. This is so living. Like I could be having a terrible day and it doesn't matter. I am in Berlin running through these streets and this is so cool. And I, I recognize it's a privilege to be able to do that. You know, I mean, that's also like, I, not everyone can do that too. And it's, I'm very lucky that I have the means to be able to go to these events, but, oh, it's so cool that there's a community around that where you have like 40 to 50,000 people all in one day running. I mean, how cool well, is that, you know? <laughs> yeah, and to be able to see the world like that, I mean, that's that's unbelievable. I, But, I mean, even beyond the marathons, you have to share more about an Ironman. Because, oh, sure. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I come across those every year. You're watching them on ESPN, and I'm thinking to myself, that has to be one of the most body-challenging, mental-challenging competitions yeah, it's, it's, so when I first started in athletics, it was running. And then when I was in college, I, I got injured quite a bit. And so I did a lot of cross training and I came upon triathlon because I was cross training so much. And so when I first started, and this is not all people, some people will jump into the really long stuff right away, but I started out with just like Olympic distance and then did a half Ironman because an Ironman admittedly sounded insane. You know, you, for anyone who's listening, like you swim 2.4 miles, you bike 112 and then you run a marathon, right? So you run a marathon after all of that. Um, and like my first marathon was in an Ironman, not an open marathon. So, um, you know, I never thought I could do an Ironman either. And then as you build, you're like, okay, I really want to try that. I really want to experience that. Um, and it literally, you come up to race, so you can't ever simulate in training what it would be like to do the Ironman until that day. You, there's a huge 
thing your brain and your body goes through, like, can I do this? Like, I'm not even sure. And it's kind of cool in a sense too. Like you're going to see if you can do this thing. And, um, it is like an all day mental experience to try to go, because there's no doubt. I always tell people, if you do a 5k and something goes wrong, it's three miles, like not a whole lot can happen in three miles, but the Ironman, (laughs) that's 240 miles. A lot can happen, right? Like it's like a lot can happen during, sorry, 140 miles can happen in that amount of time. And so you basically have to bank on the fact that you're going to go through some lows. Um, and so to experience that, to go through that, it's, it's very life changing in a sense. Um, and once I did my first one, I definitely got hooked on seeing how well I could do it. Um, but once you actually do the training, I will be, I mean, truthfully, like it's all about the preparation. It becomes more manageable, right? First it's like, can I do this? And then once you do it, it's like, how well can I do this? How can I prepare myself? Cause the human body is absolutely amazing. It's amazing what it can do. I mean, people do stuff that I would never do, like those 200 mile races and stuff. Like my rules, if I can't finish it in a day, then I don't want to. <laughs> it's got a lot. There's no people more than a listening. Day. They're listening, thinking, I don't even know if I can finish the Ironman. Maybe that's just me. I'm thinking, how could I even finish the Ironman in a you day? You can. <laughs> you can. It sounds crazy, but when you prepare, it's like anything, preparing for the MCATs, whatever. Like it seems daunting, but you there's a rhyme or reason to like getting yourself prepared. And if you can do that, um, it's not so bad, but it's definitely, I mean, I've never experienced so much like mental ups and downs that I have like marathons are tough, but not in the same way. An Ironman, I mean, you just, it's all day. And, um, I've been really lucky to go to Kona, which is the world championships and that not only are you doing an Ironman, but you're doing it in one of the toughest places to do an Ironman. So it's super hot and humid no trees and it's very windy. So you're battling, like I'm deathly afraid of the wind. Um, when it gets gusting, you know, they get gusts like 30 mile an hour gusts that just blow you across the road. I mean, that scares me. Um, I'm terrible in the heat humidity. I'm a taller person. Like I just, I'm a bigger, so it's just harder for me to dissipate heat. Um, and so all of those things on top of the fact that you're doing an Ironman, it's like when the first time I finished Kona, I can't tell you that feeling like there's like nothing like going down that finish line, knowing that you just went through all that and you did it. Like, you're like, I did it, you know? And then you also cry and you're like, I'm never doing that again. (laughs) (laughs) Then you wake up the next morning and you're like, sign me up. (laughs) Right. Well, I, so here's, you said so many things that I think are just like even good for just a pause to be able to say one of them being preparation is so key. If you mm-hmm. commit to the preparation, then when you actually go through with the event, it's manageable. Yeah. Um, the other piece of it is just, like you said, your body goes through a lot, but the mental piece of it, even that question of, can I do it? How did you prepare mentally for it? The first time, my very first Iron Man, um, I can't say that I necessarily did the best mental preparation because I didn't know what I was getting into. Um, but I, like after my first one, I, it gave me a lot of insight as to how I need to prepare, you know, for a day like that. But I mean, in general, um, and this is, you know, again, mimic in life is when I'm training, I visualize what I'm going to be doing on race day. I practice everything that I would do on race day. I mean, one of my golden rules, and I think this works in business too, is why would you expect your body to do anything on race day that you didn't do in training? Right. Like, and so 
when you do it in training, then your mind's like, yeah, I've done this. I, I know what I'm doing. I mean, and why I say on the first one, I didn't hundred percent cause I just didn't know, like I had never done it. So there is this unknown of like, am I preparing? I don't really know. Cause I've never done this before. And then once you've done it, you're like, okay, now I've got some more Intel and you have people telling you, but it's just not the same until you do it. But, um, I think it's, you know, first and foremost is trying to simulate as much as possible and telling your brain, like I've been through this. Like I, I mean, cause in training, because you're doing all of this training, things are going to happen. You're going to have tummy aches. You're going to have days where the weather is really tough. You know, you're going to get a flat tire, like all that stuff's going to happen. And then in your mind, you like, okay, I did that. I did that. Check, check, check. I can do it. Um, and just expecting that those things could happen on race day. Right. And I just think like, you can't expect yourself to do anything that you haven't already done. That's like fundamental rule number one. Um, and once you've done those things and you can go in with confidence of saying, well, I did all the things that I, like I simulated all the scenarios I could. Um, I mean, it's, it even comes down to, cause I've worked with athletes. I've been coaching athletes for almost 20 years and you know, they'll message me like, Oh, it's raining coach. Like, I don't want to go out and like, well, if it's raining on race day, what are you going to do? go out. Like you need to, so then on race day, if it rains, you're like, yeah, I've done my bike ride in the rain. I'm good. And so I think it's like not backing out as well. And then you have the mental confidence when you go on race day that, yeah, I didn't back out of any of my commitments, the things that I needed to do to get here. Um, and hence I'm as prepared as possible. And that's all you can ask of yourself. I mean, that's the other piece is you can't go and think you can only do what you can do. I mean, cliche or not, like you truly can't. And once you've done as much as you can. That's, that's confidence right there. Like you've done everything you can. So now it's just whatever the day brings, you're ready for it. Right. So. No, that's huge. No, I love that. I mean, I, you know, just imagining anything and everything, you know, and also giving yourself the grace that you may not be able to anticipate everything, Correct. you know, you and being able to go through it. Yeah. I mean, there's no way you can like simulate everything. You have to know that. And I think the mistake a lot of people make, and I think this is not just sport again, it's life is they do that. I hope this doesn't happen. I hope it's not raining. I hope and it's like, how about I always flip my mentality. I'm like, it might rain. It might do this. And when it does, I'm going to deal with it. Like I'm just going to deal with it. And I, I, instead of hoping something won't happen, I just expect things will happen and it's all going to be fine. Cause I will just deal with whatever comes to me. Cause I think what happens is when we hope that things don't happen and then they do, that's when anxiety kind of like creeps in. Cause you're like, Oh crap, 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 crap. Like what do right. I do? Instead of being like, Oh, whatever. Like I kind of thought this would happen. So I'm going to take care of it. And you just are calm and you get through it. Cause I think like, let's say a flat tire, if you didn't, you're hoping a flat tire didn't happen. And then it does the anxiety makes everything last longer versus you being like, I got this. And then you take care of it in 30 seconds versus five minutes because of the anxiety you've created. So, I well, mean, and that's different. I mean, I think, and this is, I think this is a really huge point here because a lot of times people can say, well, but if I, if I talk about all the things that could happen, then that feels like I'm in a negative mindset versus a positive inset, mm-hmm. mindset. And that's, that's not true. It's not saying like, oh my God, it's going to rain today and oh, everything's going to go bad and I'm not going to be able to run. No, it's, if it rains today, I know how to manage through that because mm-hmm. I practiced it and I know what that means. I love that clarification, Marnie. You're right. Like, it's just because I'm, I mean, I get flack for it all the time where people are like, you're the positive Pollyanna. You just don't, I'm like, no, you know, like, no, I'm not. It's because I do try, try to put a positive spin on pretty much everything in life. Cause I just feel like the alternative doesn't make sense. Right. It's like, 
but this is the same kind of thing. It's like, I'm just preparing myself to be like, yeah, if something happens, I got it. Like I got it. It's fine. And I'm not going to freak out if something happens versus yeah. Like the, the, whoa, woe is me almost kind of mentality that can kind of come. And that's such a huge clarification. It's like, no, I can handle anything that happens. And I mean, again, it's light, like things are going to happen. Um, whether it's, you know, life or this event or whatever, like things will happen sometimes to your benefit, sometimes not. Right. And And, and embrace it. If the thing happens Mm -hmm. that you weren't anticipating, you didn't practice it, you get into it, you navigate it and you break it down at the end. What did I learn from that? Now, if that happens again, now I know because I've experienced it. Yeah. That's huge stuff. Yeah. One of the best, like there's a a really well-known triathlete. A lot of people would know her, but um, Chrissy Wellington, she won the Kona world championships multiple times in a row. And one of the years she got a flat tire and was sitting on the side of the road for, I think like five, seven minutes. Cause nobody was giving her like a CO2 cartridge to fill up her. I mean, she just couldn't get anything. Most people would have freaked out. She was so calm. She lost a ton of time and she still ended up winning because wow. she just got back, eventually got back on her bike, chipped away and got got back up to the front eventually. I mean, she just didn't freak out. And it was so fascinating because like two years later, one of the best men, they got a flat tire and then they got it fixed and then they got another flat tire and he just lost it and quit the race. Mm. And it's just like to see the difference. Like, it's like, Mm -hmm. no, just get back on the bike and just chip away. Like, you know, like you can, you can handle the situation one of two ways. Like you can give up or you can just keep pushing forward and you have no idea what's going to happen if you don't, if you if you just keep pitching forward, I mean, but if you give up, you give up, like right. it's done. So it was just, it's interesting. Like I thought that was such a fascinating thing to watch like this. She was so calm. And I was like, wow, like I would be freaking out. Cause I'm like the defending champion. And like, you know, I mean, she's like, all these eyes are on her and she's just, all right. And she just waited until she got help. Right. And then she like won the whole thing still. <laughs> well, and what, the, I mean, you look at something like that, or after hearing that story, it's like, well, she she controlled what she could control. And if she got upset about the things she couldn't control, she was going to lose her mind. Totally. She was, and she was going to like the guy that, I mean, it was like literally like two years later. I mean, he second time he got the flat, like it's on the video, like he throws his bike across the road. Like he's so mad and he just gives up, you know, I mean, he controlled that situation at the end of the day, you know? And so there is so much that's within our control and how we exercise Mm -hmm. that is so incredibly important. And I would guess that so much of what you've even just described during your running journey mm-hmm. translates in many ways to your journey as an entrepreneur. And I would love, I mean, you've started quite a few businesses. I mean, just even checking in and you and I met, you know, gosh, through a different, you were working for a certain company and I was working for a certain company, but even since then you've done other things. I would just love to hear your journey as an entrepreneur. It's fascinating. Oh, thanks, Marnie. I've loved it. I stumbled upon entrepreneurship and, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you go back and you're like, Oh, I wish I would have done. No, actually, this is probably how it's meant to be. You know, I wish I would have gone to school and gotten a business degree sometimes. But then again, I learned it all by doing, and it's probably better that way anyway. But there's like those things where you're, you're like, gosh, why didn't I do this or that? And I mean, I went to school for exercise physiology and I was going to be a doctor. And, um, I, I don't know how I really, at the end of the day, I got into this like entrepreneurship world, except that I feel like it was just meant for me and my personality. And I think we all kind of like, we find things that gravitate towards us. Um, 
so when I graduated from college, um, my husband and I were, he was doing research. I was doing research at the university in Wisconsin. And, uh, we had this physician reach out to us saying like, oh, you guys have a lot of knowledge and exercise and physiology in my company. Like, we're just like, my employees are really unhealthy. Um, do you think you can help me? And we're like, yeah, I think we can help you. And I mean, here I am in my early twenties. And then <laughs> my husband and I like, I think we could like make a business out of this. Like we could help more than one company. I mean, this is when entrepreneurship wasn't really like now entrepreneurship and particularly where we live in Colorado as you know, like Denver area, Boulder. I mean, it's like, we're like kind of a mini Silicon Valley. It's there's tons of startup businesses. I, I teach at the university. Now I teach an entrepreneurship class that did not exist when I was in school. There's no such thing as an entrepreneurship class. Um, we have pre-accelerator programs and accelerator programs. And I mean, the network of just ways to start a business is like, unreal. But back when I was doing this, I mean, there was no such thing. And so the idea of starting a business, even we were just kind of like, well, let's just try to like, we'll help this business and let's see if like other businesses would be interested. And we're still going to do our, keep our full-time jobs. Right. Because I mean, like the idea of starting a business seemed kind of weird. Um, but we had success with this physician that had reached out and then he saw that we were having success with some other companies. And he's like, Hey, do you want to like make a company out of this? And we're like, yeah, I think that would be kind of fun. And that just like triggered this whole, I just journey where I constantly was looking at how can I do things better and can I do it myself? Right. And I, and I'm not sure why I thought that way, but you know, it's like, I would look for a solution and there wasn't one. And then I'm like, well, then I guess I'll make my solution because there isn't one, you know, basically. Um, so my corporate wellness company, we were trying to scale and we were trying to figure out how we could help more companies. And as you can imagine at the start, it was very, um, service-based, you know, it's like, we're sending people to the company to help the employees and we need people to help with insurance and all this kind of stuff. And that's just not scalable. Um, and so we tried to find some technology to kind of scale what we were doing and nothing existed. So, we found an investor and we built our own technology that we could help our company, but also help other companies. Um, so, and I, all along that process learned how to like raise funds. Uh, nobody, I mean, I was, nobody told me how to raise funds. I had to figure out how to raise money. I had to learn the hard way how to, to sign contracts that don't, that make sense. I mean, I signed a really bad first contract and lost a lot of, I mean, and it's, if anyone's seen the social network, the movie, uh, I, I don't know how much hundred percent is true, but you know, like the Eduardo Saffron lost a ton of ownership because he signed a bad contract. You know, um, I learned the hard way to like, look at how much are you going to get if somebody comes in and puts more money? Like, will you get diluted? Will you, I mean, I learned things that kids in business school now learn. Um, and so, yeah, that, like that kind of started my path of, Hey, like I can do these like innovative things, if I can find the resources and, you know, people are more than willing to put in resources if you can put together the infrastructure and that's just working hard and making sure that you dot, you know, dot the I's and cross the T's and um, yes, things are going to fail. I mean, that's the other big learning lesson with startups. So, you know, like my first, the, the service company, we ended up selling to a hospital system, but not like for a ton. I mean, it was, I wouldn't say it was like a huge success, um, but I learned a lot from doing it. And that made me a better business person going forward so that the next time I started something, I, you know, I had a little bit more ammo to how am I going to do that? And I just kept going through the technology space to where I am today. Um, it's kind of like a meandering journey, but, um, 
the company I work for right now, I'm the chief operating officer of a company called Run the Edge, and we build um, fitness challenges for people that are long-term. And that's one thing that's been like, kind of, as you can tell, like a, like a theme in my life is I, no matter what business I'm a part of, and no matter what I do, I want what I'm doing to help people. And it sounds really, I mean, that also sounds cheesy, but truly like, if you're going to be working this hard, any small business owner knows this, you're working 24 seven. I just want it to mean something, you know, like, I mean, I know lots of people like to make money. I it's the money you can make money and not be happy. Right. And I, if, if I'm helping people and I'm a failure, but I helped people, then at least like I can kind of hang my hat up at the end of the day. Um, and so that's where like the company I work for right now, we, we build things for people that help them live happy, healthy lives. And if I can keep doing that, no matter what, then, then I'm a happy person. So, um, a little bit about how I got to where I am. Um, I love, I love what technology can do. I've learned a lot about scalability with technology and I love how you can scale with it and you can reach a lot of people. And I think that's, there's something very exciting about that versus, you know, products and services that don't necessarily have that type of scalability. So, um, that's, what's drawn me into that field. The fact that you can actually reach a lot of people in a meaningful way. I mean, we do fitness challenges. It seems pretty, it is simple yet. We get emails from people who are like, this has changed my life. Like I've, I, I, I don't know what I do without you. I got out of depression. I, you know, battled cancer. I did all these things. And you're like, really? Just because of this? Like, oh my gosh, you know, like never, you never underestimate what something you think is so simple can actually do. Right. So oh, that's huge. I mean, well, I love your, the business and, and what your business does. And I know you've actually already mentioned this, that you teach at the university. Mm-hmm. I, I would love for you just to share maybe a few things that if somebody was thinking of starting their own business, I mean, what are, what are some things that you're like, uh, if you're thinking of starting your business, your own business, like these are some must haves you need to do. Right. I mean, nowadays, um, I mean, it's different nowadays. Like I think the must do is actually create a, a network of other business people that you can lean on and have as mentors. I mean, there's so many, it's like a no brainer, um, and be a part of like the entrepreneurship community where you can be connected to lawyers, financial advice, like people who understand all the aspects. So if you want to start a business, I'm not saying you can't just do it blindly if you want to, but now the resources exist that you should plug yourself into the community of small business owners so that you have that instant, like throwing ideas off of other people. Because the reality is if you start your own business, likely you're going to be bootstrapping a lot and it's going to be you, right? Like it's you party of one. I mean, this pre, like I, I mentor for this thing called founders boost in Denver. It's a pre-accelerator program. Uh, Pretty much every one of our cohorts, it's like N of one. I mean, it's them and they have like some contract, like the tech firms, they, the tech companies are contracting out, but it's them. Um, and what they've all done really well is connected themselves to their community and, and capitalized on the resources. One of the things I, I, I'm, I don't know why I'm shocked about this still, and it, it's warms my heart that this is true, but most people in the entrepreneurship community, business owners that have been successful, VC fund managers, they are more than willing to talk to you and, and answer questions. You just have to ask. I mean, it's, it's amazing, but people are more than happy to offer their time, get a cup of coffee, talk to you, answer questions. So if there's anything, if I was going to start a business, like I have business ideas of like, I want to start, you know, some other thing, like 
first thing I do is I connect to the community that's relevant to me so that I have people to talk to and no, and don't be afraid to share your idea because if you don't, you'll never get anywhere. And one of the first like entrepreneurship classes I went to, the, the instructor's like, okay, I want you to write down an idea and we're going to build out kind of a little bit of a journey map. And I'm sitting here like covering my paper, like writing my idea. Like, I don't want anyone to see this. Right. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, excuse me, uh, we're all going to tell our ideas. So you might as well get used to it. Like, <laughs> right. like you got to tell your idea if it's going to get anywhere. <laughs> right. Well, that's, I mean, one of those things, I, first of all, yes. C- connect with the community that can help you first acknowledge the fact that people will help you if yes. you just ask the questions. And I love the fact that you just told that story because I think too many times we think it's that whole point of like, well, if I tell you then now I've lost because now there's some, something that could be out there and someone else could use it. When, I mean, what, what I found is if, if, if we all compared ourselves to maybe what other things are out there, or now I can't do it because there's too much of this or that. It's like, no, stop yourself for a second and just say, I have something that I think is a great idea. I'm super passionate about it. I want to put it out there. And the more you put it out there and get feedback, I mean, that is huge. I love that advice. I even, I even need that reminder myself. Well, and what you just said about something you're passionate about, because here's the thing, most people are not passionate about what you're passionate about. So your idea, you can tell someone they're like, that's great. I don't care about that, but I'll help you. Right. Like, or like kind of thing, like they're not going to steal your idea. Like, cause I mean, I listened to like these pre-accelerated, like one guy is building this like NFT system. It's a great idea. No way am I going to try to go and do that myself. I have no passion for NFTs. (laughs) Do I want to help him? Of course I want to help him. I have, I have tons of ways I can help him. Do I want to build an NFT company myself? No. You know? And so I think like people like part of a business becoming successful is because you care about what you're building. I mean, yes, some people build businesses just to make money, but in the small business world, when you really look at the infrastructure of the U S economy and the global economy and the small business, like they are passions that people have. I mean, what I do, my business is successful because myself and the people I work, we actually care about building people up through fitness and health right? And not everyone will care about that. And so you do really have to be passionate about it to stick with it, deal with the, the highs and the lows. Like, and if you're not like, you're going to bail. And so that's why I like, tell your ideas, people want to help you. And most people are going to be like, that's great. I'll help you. I don't want to do it myself, but you know, right. And so, well, I'm going to ask you this question. And I think many people before everybody goes to this place where they're like, well, of course she's healthy because she's run, you know, she told the story about running and she operates a business that does that. But I really want you to like, talk to me about what has your health meant and how have mm-hmm. you prioritized it knowing that you are a business owner doing your business 24 seven, just the aspect of that being so important to being successful. I just felt like I just came to mind a little story when in my corporate wellness company, you know, I was, I was in the middle of a, a session with some employees and this one woman, she raises her hand and, and she's, you know, like struggling with her weight and stuff. And she's like, I don't understand how I'm supposed to listen to you because you're not overweight. Like you can't relate to me. Like, I don't like, how am I supposed to listen to you? And I, and I was like, one of those things where I was like, I really have to think about what she's saying here. And I'm like, okay, well, so if I'm not current, like if I look healthy, that doesn't mean I am healthy. 
right? Health is like so many things. And I'm like, I struggle with a lot of things. And then someone can look a certain way as we know, they can look happy, they can whatever, and they cannot be that, right? And I said, you know, honestly, like for me, like the exercise and health, like it's helped me with my mental health, my, my um, ability to like function in society. And I'm not always health. I'm not always like functioning, you know, at the highest level. Like I have suffered from anxiety, like extreme anxiety. And for me, in order to be successful, what I realized is that it's like this, this hand in hand thing where actually, yes, I can talk about it because you, you want to hear from somebody who is at this state because I've gotten to this point because it's helped me, right? Like this is, I'm, you want to hear from me hopefully because I'm doing it because it's something that actually has helped me. And whether I look like you or not, like it literally, you want to hear from, it's like, do you take advice from a doctor who doesn't actually have an MD? No, you want the doctor to have the MD, right? And it's the same thing. And the reason why the health and fitness at first, what it meant to me is still the same reason it is today, which is it creates a balance in my life. And it, I, it's funny. Like, I don't know if I could have built the businesses I did without it, because it reminded me always like there are like, I need my calm. I need, I need the ability to be able to step away. It's really hard when you're a business owner. And admittedly, I don't do it well all the time. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like there are days where I, I overdo, I overcommit myself. I overdo it. Um, I stress myself out and I'm sure I stress my employees out as a result, <laughs> you know? Um, but what I do know from fitness and this could be other things, maybe it's playing an interest instrument for somebody, whatever it is, is that it has, whatever are the joys in your life, it helps you create the balance of being able to, to bring it into your real, like, whether it's a relationship, like other parts of your life, right? Like being able to manage a stressful situation with a spouse or a family member or a friend, um, and I know it probably sounds like in a way like, oh, sure, but no, it really does, right? It's like, if I didn't have this thing that I know helps bring calm to me and, and it calms my, and yes, it's exercise that keeps me healthy, but it, it also then allows me to go to work and say, I need to have that space. I need to, you know, create the same type of experience. So, right. yeah, I mean, it's, it's not easy, you know, like, I'm not going to lie. Like there's times where I, you know anxiety is super high, but when you have something that brings joy in your life, if you can't, what I've learned is if you can't have that and make space for that, then it's just, you're not going to be successful. There's just no way because you can't, nobody can keep that up. Right. 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 Oh, it's huge. I mean, I think, you know, you don't have to run at an elite level like no. you're describing, but to move, to to be mindful of the, the, the ways in which your body's communicating to you, listen to those things. And, and, you know, if you can be in tune with your body, you, that will in essence translate to yeah. how you're in tune with the things that you're also pursuing business, life, personal relationships. I agree with yeah. all of that. Yeah. I mean, think about, I'm sure you've had this, like you're at work and something happens that just elevates your heart rate and your anxiety or whatever. And if you don't manage that, it's, I mean, I've had to learn how to be like, okay, I, it's the same thing with exercise. Like if, if something's elevated and I'm having a tough day, like, okay, back off the pace. Right. I mean, it's analogy that's so perfectly aligned with life. It's like, I need to step out of the room. 
right? I need to just take a deep breath. I need to go. And I've learned that it's amazing how much, and it doesn't necessarily have, like I said, it could be maybe music is your thing or whatever, but it's such a parallel, right? To have to deal with because exercise and movement, like there's hard, it's not easy. There's hard moments. There's great moments. And it just teaches you how to deal with them, right? Like, what am I going to do when I cramp? What am I going to do when I'm out of breath? Like, um, and it's then when I'm, and I don't always do it well, right? Sometimes I push through when I shouldn't. Like we all do that, right? That's when I get injured. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's so when, many analogies there. I know. Oh, I mean, but man, it's so, so true, good. right? But it's right. like, it, it's like I do it in work sometimes. And you recognize when you're doing it, you're like, this is dumb. Yep. I'm working too much or like I'm putting too much on my plate. I'm probably going to break. Like I just did it. Like I'm definitely doing too much right now. I'm going to take some stuff on my plate because I got sick. Right. Got super sick. And it's, and my husband was like, Brianna, like you're not, like you have no time to relax. I'm like, yeah, I know. I have zero time to relax. You know, you've shared just in that part. Well, actually throughout the whole conversation, a ton of lessons and takeaways that people can, can tap into for sure. I've loved listening and learning from you. I'd like you though, like I've done with all my other guests is if you would be so kind to share a life lesson that has had an impact on you. Yeah. So I think, like I said before, I don't talk about it a ton, but it's how I have a life lesson is, you know, I lost my mom. I don't even know, remember her. I, she passed away when I was 19 months old. Um, so I think a lot of us have had like just really tough. I mean, I don't know anyone who hasn't had something tough in their life. Right. Um, and admittedly when I was young, I didn't necessarily know how to deal with it. So I, I feel like when we have obstacles in our way. Sometimes we, and I did this when I was younger. Um, I kind of felt bad for myself. Like I don't have a mom, like I can't do, like, I can't do this or, you know, just because everyone else has it. And it's, it's hard and it's even more heightened. I can't even imagine like kids today, they see everything. I didn't have social media when I was a kid, right? Like I didn't have all this stuff to, to show me what I don't have. Um, but I've had dreams my entire life that I kind of like allowed people to tell me, yeah, you're not quite that good. Eh, you know, and so, you know, a lot of it, I felt stemmed. Like I didn't have this, like, I didn't have my mom. My dad was, you know, busy a lot. So I didn't have a lot of that, just like self-confidence. And, um, when the pandemic hit, I, I had been doing triathlon and I admittedly don't enjoy triathlon, but I love to run. Running's always been my thing. And so I started running again, just for the love of running, just because I love it. And so I kept running and I started going back to this like feeling of like, you know, like, okay, there's all these things you don't have. Like you don't have your mom, you don't have these, but you have running, you have this thing. So I kept doing it. And I had these goals to always make the Olympic trials. I had never hit them. People told me I wasn't good enough. And I was just like, I'm just going to run and I'm going to love it. And I went to a race last year. And I, I mean, I don't know how I did it, but I hit an Olympic qualifying time. And my advice, like my takeaway from my life experience was like, I, like I've used this already, like, of like this sounds cheesy, but it really is true. Is like, just don't ever like tell yourself just because society says something you don't have or that you can't do that you can't, you know, cause my entire life since I was a kid, because I didn't have my mom, society told me there's like, like, I'm not kidding. Like that there was something wrong with me. I can't tell you how much bullying I got and just things. And throughout my life, I've been told things that I can't do. And I don't know why it took so long, but when I crossed that finish line and I hit a time that I've always wanted to hit at the age of 42, 42, like it took me two decades to hit that goal. And I was like, oh my God, like, don't, it's not too late. 
Like, it's not like you hear people say that and you're like, whatever, like, you know, you hear it and you're just like, whatever, not too late. Blah, blah. And like, no legit. I'm like a legit story of, I hit a goal I had that was decades in the making and people told me I couldn't do. And my own self-confidence was like, I can't do this. I can't. And I did it. And now I'm like, wait a second. If I can do that, what else can I do? Right? Like, what else can you do? And I just, I'm so grateful I had that experience of like, just allowing myself the chance to do it. I had no expectations. And I think that's part of it. Cause I kind of like, I'm old, like, I'm just going to do this. And if I do well, I do well, but if I don't, I don't. Um, and I think that's part of it, but it just was a huge eye opener that, you know, no matter what people say, like, just do it. You won't regret it. If you don't hit it, you don't hit it, but don't let, like, for me, it's ever since I was a child, I feel like I've not been good enough to do certain things. I didn't have all the things and it's been something I've held with me forever. Um, and I just, I wish in some ways I'd learned it sooner, but I think I was meant to like hit like one of my biggest life goals decades, decades after I had that goal. So that's my kind of like, I don't know, just, it sounds cheesy, but it really, really, if you have something you want to do and you have all the evidence to say you can't do it, do it anyway. Yeah. It's so good. So good. You are, you are really, you are inspirational. I, I want oh, you to know that. I mean, I, I, like I said, I've so enjoyed just following you and being connected to you and you, you are inspiring. And I know when people hear this, they're going to want to connect with you. So I would just love it if you would share, how can people get in contact with you? What do you have coming up? If anything, I mean, if they want to go do one of, one of these challenges, what, what do they do? Awesome. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Marnie. Likewise though, for you, like such an inspiration, like I, uh, women in business doing amazing things inspires me so, so much. It just, well, thank you. yeah. When I first met you, I was like, she's a badass. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, right awesome. back at you. This is just, uh, I, I love it. So I want people to be able to get in touch yeah. with you. So, um, multiple ways. Uh, so my company is run the edge, uh, run the edge.com. And you could, uh, if you want to email me, it's Brianna, B R I A N A at run the edge.com. Super easy. Um, I am, I'm not a big social media person. I kind of try to steer away a little bit, but I do have Instagram. It's Brie Bamer. So you can always message me there if you want to, I'll definitely respond. Um, so yeah, th those are like the two main ways. Uh, if, if you're on LinkedIn and you look me up, Brianna Bamer, message me there, I'll respond. Um, so I'm like you, I'm, I mean, I'll, I'm very responsive. You'll hear back from me within 24 hours. <laughs> no, that's so, awesome. No, I yeah. think, I mean, people are going to want to get in touch with you. Do you have, um, anything else or anything else coming up that you'd want to share? Uh, I'm going to, from the running front, well, a couple things like our, oh, let me start our company. Um, my company run the edge. We have a huge challenge called run the year. Um, and I love it because it, it's like this year long thing. And it's just like, it sounds, um, we ask people, can you run or walk the miles of the year? So in 2023, can you cover that many miles, but we're expanding it a lot this year to go to teams. Um, and allow people to do more than just running and walking to try to be more like broad and who can do it. So clubs and groups and families and stuff, you can make a team of up to a hundred if you want, and then set your team goal to be much bigger. Cause obviously if you have a hundred people, you're going to hit 2023 miles pretty quickly, but I would love for people to try it out. Um, it's just our community. It is what keeps me going. It's the most positive, the running community, Marnie, if you've you know, kind of had a chance to be in it is such a cool community. 
I just, I don't know if you want to like be lifted up, you just go into our Facebook group and we have like a community app that we built and you just like feel good. <laughs> You're just like, no, this is so it. great. So I'd love for people if they want to, I mean, a little pug, but it's, it's, I love that community and I would love to continue to grow the positivity of that community. Um, and then if you want to follow, I'm doing the California international marathon in December, which is the U S marathon championships. And hopefully I'll be the fastest old lady. That's my goal. <laughs> like I, I, right now, like I'm a master's. I know <laughs> actually one of my friends gave me a shirt that says faster as a master. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> that is me. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I thank you so much for sharing everything that you did um, today, uh, talking about your running, your business. And I, I learned a lot and Brianna, I just can't thank you enough for being here today. Oh, thank you so much, Marnie. It was my pleasure. 